Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Have we listened to this? The Four Courts, Dublin, June 1922. Former members of the IRA, in the uniform of a new Irish army, fire on their old comrades within seven months of winning from the British an Irish free state. Ireland was engaged in civil war. So soon after winning the free state, how could this come about? In a treaty signed with the British government seven months before, Ireland had won greater freedom than she'd enjoyed for centuries. This new freedom, though, had been won with three important qualifications. First, the new Irish state created by the treaty was to be called not a republic, the ideal of Irish republicans since Wolf Tone's day, but an Irish free state. Secondly, this new Irish free state was to have control of only 26 counties of Ireland. Six counties of Northern Ireland were to be partitioned from it. Thirdly, Members of the new Irish Free State's Parliament, the Doyle, had to swear an oath to be faithful to the British King as head of the British Commonwealth, of which the new Free State was to be a part. These three qualifications were deeply resented by large sections of the IRA, which thus split into rival pro-treaty and anti-treaty forces. Robert Key from Ireland's History. Powerful stuff there. I watched the full documentary last night. It's absolutely brilliant. It's years since I've seen it. I'm joined by former TD, former manager of the Wexford Senior Hurling uh, and Football Teams, Tony Dempsey. Good morning to you, Tony. How are you? Good morning, Alan. I'm good, thank you. And good morning, listeners. Now, let's cut to the chase because uh, because of your Fianna Fáil roots, people are can going you hear to say... Me, Alan? I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me, Tony? Sorry, I missed just, I, I think I missed your response. Yeah, but can you hear me now, Tony? Just because, yes, yeah, all right. Alan. Yeah, uh, let's cut to the chase. Because of your links with Fianna Fáil, people will instinctively think you were very pro-Dev. So I'll ask you the, the alternative question then. What did you make of Michael Collins? Actually, I'm very pro-Dev and I'm very pro-Michael Collins. These men were heroes, in my opinion, as were all their colleagues who fought for the freedoms that you and I and our listeners enjoy today. The split was, in my opinion, and I am pro-Dev, I have to say that, but in my opinion, it was a matter of tactics. Both Collins and De Valera. Hello, Tony. Are you there? I haven't got it. And Michael Pertillo's program last night on RTE, he said to Jerry Adams, Jerry, he said, the Good Friday Agreement didn't give you the 32 counties. Hmm. And Jerry... Uh, responded with a very good question. He said, I have a mischievous question. If you knew as much about Ireland uh, when you were a politician and the minister for Maggie Thatcher and John Major, do you get rid of the board? Partillo responded, there's a lot to be said for dialogue. De Valera wanted to continue the dialogue. Michael Collins believed Lloyd George that the dialogue wouldn't continue. I believe nothing that Lloyd George said, or very little. Because yeah. remember, and again, I'm going back to Michael Pertillo last night on RT uh, television. Yeah. He said that Lloyd George told the unionists uh, that the partition, which was brought in 
prior, it was brought in as a result of the Government of Ireland 1920 Act, not because of the treaty. Yeah. It had brought in this border, and he told the Unionists it's permanent. He told John Redmond, Wexford man, the Home Rule Party, this is a temporary arrangement. Right. So he was, he was a, a clever fox, wasn't he, Tony? Because I have another little uh, clip. Uh, there, in the document you watch, I, I watched some of that Michael Portillo documentary myself last night, but I was riveted to this one, which goes back many years with uh, Robert Key. And uh, Sean McBride actually talked about the cuteness of, uh, of uh, Lloyd George and how he may have at one stage had the upper hand on uh, Michael Collins. Have a listen to this. Michael Collins came back from the negotiations and uh, described in detail how clever Lloyd George was and how what a good actor he was. How he had uh, put his arms around him and said, come on, Michael, have a look at this map. And there's a map of the world with British Empire painted in red on it. Said, why don't you come in and help us to run this empire? After all, lots of this empire consists of Irish people. You could help us to run it. Collins gave this as an instance of Lord George's persuasive power, his powers of acting, that he wasn't taken in by at all. But I knew it had had an effect on him. Also, while the negotiations were still going on, the IRA had continued to drill in Ireland under the truce with the British in case of emergency. And there, just listening to that clip, uh, uh, Tony, it begs the next question. De Valera obviously many people believe, had no idea or didn't believe we were going to get the 32 counties. Did he send, uh, like what we see in the movie, uh, Michael Collins up the swanny? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't believe that. I think this one was, after the truce in July, Lloyd George wrote to De Valera, and it's important to get the context of the time. You didn't have mobile phones. Very few houses in Ireland would have had the newspaper, particularly in rural Ireland. But he wrote to uh, Dev, Lloyd George, and invited him to talks. Dev had been at talks with Lloyd George. Afterwards, Lloyd George described Dev as like trying to handle mercury using a fork. <laughs> People forget the response. Dev said, maybe you should try and use a spoon. Right. But the reality was, had he gone over, De Valera believed that Lloyd George would have a ready-made reason, the intransigence of De Valera, to abort the talk. The second reason was there was a huge split throughout Ireland as to whether the guerrilla warfare, which was having some success, should continue until we got 32 counties or whether it should stop. For example, the anti-treaty vote seven, there were seven between them, 54, 47 and three abstained. Yes. We had four TDs from Mikesford. Three of them voted against the treaty. Three of them. Right. Jim Ryan, Sean Etchingham, and Sean O'Doul. People forget that. So the country was split. Dead felt that if he had left Ireland at that time, and he was the accepted leader of the Republican movement at that time, that the cabinet split, the government and the country, he was trying to hold the country together. As the leader, he felt he could keep a lid on it. That was informed by his experience in America, because Woodrow Wilson left to negotiate the Treaty of Versailles and spent a lot of time in Versailles. He, he got the treaty, but he couldn't get it by Congress. So Dev felt he had a better chance, tactically. And the third thing was, uh, I believe that Dev felt that he could... 
could come back, could say to Lloyd George, we have to go back to that fellow back home, the long fellow, before we get agreement. The interesting thing that many people don't know about, the Saturday before the treaty was signed, and it was signed on at 2 a.m. on the Tuesday morning, the talks broke down on the Monday before it. But listen to this, Alan. The delegation was called back to meet a very split cabinet. On the way back, Michael Collins and Gavin Duffy were on the mail boat, having travelled by train to Hollyhead from London. They were now on the mail boat, and the mail boat crashed into a schooner from Arklow. Three people lost their lives in that crash. They were delayed. They arrived eventually in Dublin to a very fractious cabinet. Yes. Barton said to Dev, we want you to come back with us. And Dev seriously considered going back until Brewer, Cahill Brewer, and Griffith had a huge falling out. Said, this is what we're looking for. And, uh, or sorry, not Griffith said, this is what we're looking for. This is what we're being offered, right? Mm-hmm. They we're all looking for 32 counties, but we're being offered 26. Brewer said, you'll split the cabinet, you'll split the country. And he was right. It remained split. So Dev then, that was a fractious meeting, went on for seven hours. Dev agreed to stay back, but no decision would be made at the consequent uh, negotiations or the subsequent. Are you there, Tony? It's such a pity because this is riveting stuff and the phone line is, uh, is, is reacting at the moment. Now, they went back to negotiate. The negos- Collins didn't go to the negotiations, according to Eamon Duggan, the historian whose article is in the Ireland Zone of last week. He stayed away. He was so disappointed and despondent. The talks broke down on the Monday during the day because Griffith said we will not be part of any association with Britain. Mm. Lloyd George threw the toys out of the pram, jumped around. The talks broke down. The English press went to bed that night calling for continued negotiations which supports De Valera's position, that Lloyd George couldn't have gone to war, okay? Collins then, Griffith then got Collins to meet up with uh, Lloyd George and talks restarted and the signing was at 7 o'clock, okay. or sorry, 2 a.m. But the, the De Valera's argument is supported by the English editorials of that night. They had gone to bed believing the talks had broken down and Lloyd George had issued his threat of immediate and savage war within three days. Okay. The English editorials called for the con- talks to continue. The U.S. opinion was against war. King George V had said the war must end and there must be peace. Pope mm. Benedict had written. Now just think of President Biden's role when Boris Johnson said we're going to depart from the... Think of the role that President Biden played recently. Irish-American vote was hugely important, and I don't think Lloyd George, I think he okay. would have had, he would have been forced to continue talking. Right, Tony, I'm going to have to park it there for the moment, and apologies, I didn't want to interrupt you because, it, 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 like, Irish history is so prevalent at the moment, and this is uh, something to, to, to really do in even more detail and get an, another Wexford angle, and we're coming out of a storm, so apologies for the phone line there, but just no bother, no by, bother. by way of conclusion, just how important is the honouring of that treaty? That's my final question for the moment then. Regardless oh, I, of what I, we I, use, yeah, people will agree and disagree with what you've said, by the way. But how important is it that we we remember this period? I, I think it's, it's hugely important, and we should see the argument from both sides. I see it as tactics, as a division of tactics. Uh, all those men were, were tremendous heroes. Many of them paid for it with, with their lives. Within 14 days, I think it was about 14 weeks, sorry, 
of the vote in Dáil Éireann, which was 54-47, 14 of the people who voted were dead. Some were executed. Some died of heart attacks from the, the difficult negotiations that had been through. They were dealing with the most expert negotiators in the world and who weren't particularly worried whether to tell the truth or not. Lloyd George was interested in saving his own bacon. He had to keep the unionists on side yeah. because he had a, he was in a minority. And I'd love to come on for about three quarters of an hour <laughs> right. and debate the different sides of the split. All right. I have the vote in the cabinet, whether they should go to Cong- whether they should go to Parliament or go to the Dáil, obviously, or return to Britain and tell yeah. your man, Lloyd George, stuff your agreement. We keep talking, but you're not going to bully us. Okay. That vote with Collins, Griffith, Barton, voted to go to the Dáil. Dave Brewer and Stack said, no, we won't. We'll go back to Lloyd George. W.T. Cosgrave came down on the side of going to the Dáil, so it was four to three. A split every way you look at it. But it was a split in tactics, not in ambitions for a free Ireland. Thank you, Tony. We will come back and revisit that again over the coming weeks and get alternative views as well. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.